Let's pray. Lord, grant that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing in Your sight, our Rock and our Redeemer. In Your name we pray. Amen. It's great to get an invitation. Whether your neighbor has invited you over for a cookout or a friend has invited you to a, a wedding or somebody's invited you to a graduation. I know there's lots of those going on right now. Invited you to a confirmation like we had last week. It's just always great to be invited. It means somebody wants you to be a part of something in their life. That you're important to them. That they count you a, a friend. It's good to be included. It's a good thing to be wanted. And that's why today I have, I have two questions for you. And the first is this. Do you feel invited here at Fisher? Well, I know you get plenty of invitations around here. Invitations, you're a woman, to a chocolate and wine tasting. Invitations to volunteer for VBS, like we saw in the video just a little bit ago. Invitations to serve on the PLT. To come to a voters meeting, more and in a few moments after the sermon, I can guarantee you'll have an invitation to give. You know, we never skip that part of the service. And yet it's easy to hear those invitations and think somehow it doesn't include you. Oh, they want my offering, but do they want me? Easy to hear the invitation to even watch a video about volunteering for VBS, yet if you haven't been personally asked to just assume, well, they must not really want me to volunteer. It's easy to think that voters are someone else and not even realize that in our Constitution, if you're confirmed and over the 18, you're eligible to be a voter. And so, yeah, the invitation includes you. Maybe you came to Oktoberfest and nobody sat at your table. Nobody talked to you. And everybody seems to have their group of friends except you. Easy at times to be upset because, you know, I missed church a couple Sundays and no one noticed. No one called. Perhaps you've seen someone you recognize from church and you looked right at them in the grocery store and they just, and they looked right at you and they walked right past. Like you weren't there. Do you feel invited? Our sense of guilt can play a role in that. Our own guilt. Remember one man who was just sure he needed to quit teaching Sunday school because his son got in trouble with the law. What would they want with a failed father like me teaching their kids in Sunday school? 
For I've told you about the young man who closed his ears to God's invitation to ministry because what would God want with someone like me after the things I've done? And because of our guilt, when we get an invitation, we, we think, well, they would invite me if they knew. Or we doubt its authenticity. Oh, they're, they're just being nice. They don't really want me. They want the good people to volunteer. You need to hear the words of our Lord in Revelations 22. The Spirit and the Bride, they come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. There's no mistaking the invitation is there in Scripture to you and to me. You could say the life of Jesus is one big invitation. Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. We sang about it. His words to the disciples, come, follow me. That sounds like an invitation, doesn't it? When the disciples told the mothers not to bother Jesus. Remember what he said? Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Sounds like an invitation to me. Or Remember the blind man in Jericho and the crowds wanted to silence? Remember Jesus' words? Bring him here. And then to Zacchaeus up in that sycamore tree, Jesus looked up at him and he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus invited himself over. This is the chief accusation they leveled at him. This man welcomed sinners. That's the whole purpose of the cross. That's the whole purpose of the empty tomb. Jesus died and rose again so that sinners might be forgiven, so that sinners might be invited and be members of His family, might be welcomed into the mansions of heaven. The question is, how do you know that includes you? Our Lord's Easter hands are inviting hands. In Jesus, we meet a God who is the Father just like the one in the parable of the prodigal son, don't we? As He sees us coming. He runs out to greet us. He throws His robe of righteousness upon us. Kills not the fatted calf, but His own Son that we might be welcomed. Signs the invitation in the blood of His Son. Then delivers the invitation to you and me at baptism where He calls you by name and He says, Kyle, Randy, and Sigrid, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I've called you by name. You're mine. And when you come to the table, He doesn't come to you and then give the bread to someone else, does He? He places the bread right into your hand and the the wine right to your lips. And He says, this is My body given for you. This is My blood shed for you. His invitation is personal. Whoever is thirsty, He says, let him come. And whoever wishes, Let him take the free gift 
of the water of life. So yes, you are invited. Second question, though, is the same one I asked the kids this morning. Do you invite others? Think about that. That's our role. Why we're still here is why God hasn't ended the world. It's our role to invite others. And yet, so often we walk right past the visitor to church and say nothing rather than welcoming them. We see the one who is left out and sitting by themselves and don't go to join them and include them. I bet you all have neighbors whose cars go no place on Sunday morning. Do you share with them your faith? Do you invite them? The Bible says God desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And God makes that invitation through you and me. Spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Think for a moment about the image of a bride preparing for her wedding. One of the biggest tasks and one of the most important ones is the invitations, aren't they? Because she and her fiancé want their friends, their family to be there and share in their joy. Well, folks, you and I, we're the bride he's talking about. We're the ones who hear. And our joy as the bride of Christ is to want our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers to be included, to be invited, to, to share in the joy. And so, when someone needs to talk, we listen. So they'll see Him in us. When somebody doesn't know Him, maybe a neighbor, we pray for and look for the opportunity to tell them about the Jesus who loves us and gave Himself for us. When appropriate, we invite them. Come to Oktoberfest with me. Hey, we got a great small group. Come and join the small group. Come with my kids to vacation Bible school. You can help out. Because I've hit that theme enough today. Our Lord's Easter hands are inviting hands. And right now, in your families, in your workplaces, your school, your neighborhood, He has called you to be His inviting hand. Through you, His bride. Jesus says to one and all, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which pass all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.